Welcome to Inspiring Stories from American History with Rebecca Price Janney. Today's story is about the Iran hostage crisis of November 1979. America went into a slump in the period following Watergate when confidence in its leaders, as well as its power and position in the world, declined. In 1975, South Vietnam fell to the communist North Vietnamese, and Americans remaining in the country scrambled to get out safely, creating a humiliating image in the media. It was also a time of inflation, an energy crisis, and cold houses, as well as long lines at gas pumps. In 1979, a movie about a nuclear meltdown was released less than two weeks before an actual nuclear accident at Three Mile Island in Pennsylvania. It seemed America had reached the limits of its once exalted position in the world, a feeling that deepened in the fall when the Shah of Iran, a friend of the U.S., was deposed by the Islamic cleric Ayatollah Ruhollah Khomeini, a fanatic who called America the Great Satan. On November 4th, a band of his followers seized the U.S. Embassy, taking more than 60 Americans hostage and demanding that the Shah be returned to Iran and America apologize for supporting him. If those terms were not met, the radicals threatened to try the hostages as spies and kill them. President Jimmy Carter refused to give in to their conditions, and a long stalemate ensued. The ordeal captivated the nation for the next 444 days, with Americans full of anger and worry over the fate of the captives, as well as our global reputation. A few days after the seizure of the embassy, ABC News began running a late-night program featuring a daily update of the situation, eventually calling it Nightline. It enjoyed great popularity, and its display of the days of captivity became a national slogan, America held hostage, day 15, and so on for the duration. In April 1980, President Carter prepared a military rescue of the hostages that ended in a fiasco, with two helicopters having to turn back due to technical problems and a dust storm. Another crashed in the desert, killing eight people. Carter's failure in the crisis led to his sound defeat in the November elections to Republican Ronald Reagan. On the day of the latter's inauguration, January 20, 1981, the Iranians released the prisoners moments after he was sworn in as president. The former actor and California governor injected hope into America again, something he spoke of passionately in his inaugural address. He was a man of deep faith in God and in the greatness of America's national mission, someone who believed the country could yet be a shining city on a hill, that its best days were still ahead. On that day, he said, We have every right to dream heroic dreams. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, 
they just don't know where to look. You can see heroes every day going in and out of factory gates. Others, a handful in number, produce enough food to feed all of us, and then the world beyond. You meet heroes across a counter, and they're on both sides of that counter. There are entrepreneurs with faith in themselves and faith in an idea who create new jobs, new wealth, and opportunity. There are individuals and families whose taxes support the government and whose voluntary gifts support church, charity, culture, art, and education. Their patriotism is quiet but deep. Their values sustain our national life. Can we solve the problems confronting us? The answer is an unequivocal and emphatic yes. To paraphrase Winston Churchill, I did not take the oath I've just taken with the intention of presiding over the dissolution of the world's strongest economy. Well, I believe we, the Americans of today, are ready to act worthy of ourselves, ready to do what must be done to ensure happiness and liberty for ourselves, our children, and our children's children. And as we renew ourselves here in our own land, we will be seen as having greater strength throughout the world. We will again be the exemplar of freedom and a beacon of hope for those who do not now have freedom. Thank you for joining me for Inspiring Stories in American History. I'm Rebecca Price Janney.